Alrighty. Am I doing it? You doing it? I'll do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Teacher Yarns with uh, Ben Knight and his father, Brian. How are you, Bera? Yeah, I'm going good. Um, bit of a you going good? Oh, yeah, well, you know, it's been a good week. Um, except we finally got COVID back in the house. Thanks very much. Made a return <laughs> appearance. Your mother's got it. No. So she, she was the last one. Yeah, I know. See, this is the thing. She'd been she'd been prancing around the house, preening herself, going, "I'm." Oh. She thought she was Will Smith from Legend. She thought she had the blood type that she's never ever going to get it. Oh, and, the I am Legend thing. Yeah, I am Legend, and um, and she a bit hard to live with because we've all had it. We've been down with it. I oh, know. Anyway, she's a little cough at the, the uh, last night. Oh, little got a little. So I better cough. take a better take a rat, and she took a rat, and that little little line <laughs> came up. <laughs> you could hear the cheers in the household. Oh, yes, finally. But is she all right yeah. though? So now she's all, she can't go into work and, um. Yeah, but is she all right? Yeah, yeah, she's, oh, please. It's not even a man flu. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, she's just a little couple of sniffles. No, she's good. She's, she's, um, because she's had all the, the jabs and all what the have shots. you. And what did so she get? She get Astro or? Little cough, cold, yeah. Did, did she get Astro or Pfizer? Uh, she got Pfizer. Did she? Yeah, because I was, I was prancing around because I got in first and got Astra and then you had to wait three months before you got your second dose Yeah, and, and I it. had to book in and I did all sorts of things you know letters from my parents and all sorts of shit to get the first <laughs> one and she rocks up to some bloody netball courts after work one day when they're just giving them out and she got Pfizer three weeks later she's got a second Pfizer and she's all done and I thought, oh, there you go oh well this is frog shit anyway so um, so we're all done we're all jabbed but she's finally got it she got it from Matt Emily and I are still uh, COVID free, so we've got nothing, no lines. So how was your week? Oh, went to a gig the other night. It's a new, it's a new comedy night in Melbourne, and one of the dudes that rocked up, he was, uh, he he came and sat down in the front row, just uh, started chopping up weed, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, and I go, <laughs> I was just like, oh man, are you right? And he goes, yeah, brother, keep going, you're going good. <laughs> I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> a little endorsement, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and then he he went out. And he goes, oh, I'm just going to go smoke this joint. And I was like, sick, brother. <laughs> go do it. He had his, he had uh, about three or four face tattoos as well, so yeah. I wasn't going to go too hard on him. I was just like, yeah, you're cool, man. <laughs> you do what you want. Um, and then he came back. Uh, yeah, and just uh, luckily I didn't say anything because I got to know him and he said to the audience, yeah, yeah, I just got out of jail. I was like, oh, man, welcome back to society. That's awesome. And he was like, yeah, nine years for manslaughter. I was like, oh, all right, cool, moving on. Oh, God. He was actually, like, really nice, though, like, when I was talking to him. He was like, I was like, oh, I'm from the Sunshine Coast. He goes, oh, brother, I love it. The sea, it just goes on forever, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know what's in that doobie, but hell yeah, brother, that's sick. Yeah, oh, well, hey, listen, yeah. I've, been, I've been checking the emails and stuff. After we did our uh, first one, yeah, I got the emails and I'm looking. Oh, there's one another one from your mother and another one from your friend and another one from an auntie and all these ones. Yeah. and there's one there I didn't recognise. I got all excited. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's so we got this letter from um from a listener and um, it says, "Hey team, I enjoyed the first show. I had a Canadian parent who was new to Australia and she wanted to speak with me before school one day regarding two concerns she had with her child. Yeah, this was at a school in Townsville." Firstly, she wondered why students were being cruelly forced to eat their lunch on a cold, dirty concrete floor. 
<laughs> she pointed out that even prisoners who had committed heinous crimes had the opportunity to eat at the table with chairs. Okay, I could almost see that she had made her point with that one. The second concern really left me scratching my head though. She said that her son was struggling to understand me at times due to my heavy Australian accent. If I could try to speak normally, I think was her word, he might have a better <laughs> opportunity to maximise his learning. It, it's, it's one of those moments where you just want to say, fuck off back to Canada with your normal talking and dining halls, but instead you go with, thanks for raising your concerns. I'll see what measure I can implement to be more inclusive. Oh, God. So he goes on to say, some parents can be so ridiculous. I've got 20 years teaching under my belt and probably another 30 to go. Looking forward to future episodes. When I'm reading this, I'm thinking, hang on. Kids eat their lunch. They line up. They sit down on the concrete. It's dirty. Yeah, on the concrete floor. When you said that, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. And I'm thinking, hang on. There's a point there. But for as long as I can remember, kids are sat on the concrete. It's uh, Australia. Particularly in primary schools. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what are we talking about this week? Um, what are we talking? Oh, all right. So a few things have happened. Obviously, you've seen New South Wales teachers are going on strike. Um, but this comes just after um the Age that one of the newspapers down here in Melbourne did this school summit. So what happens is like the Age and uh, Informer they partner together and bring um to, they have a, a conversation around education. Basically, it was at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. Okay. I didn't even. Uh, but that, this was a while. This was maybe uh, a month ago. I oh, think. Yeah. They ju- it's just like uh, a discussion to tackle challenges faced by students and teachers and share stories and all oh, that, no. sort yep. of that, that sort of stuff. But anyway, um, one of the best stories to come out of there was um, the Honourable Stuart Robert. Have you heard of this bloke? Robert. Um, Stuart, rings, Stuart rings Robert. Rings a bell. Is, he's a Queenslander though, isn't he? I, mean, oh, I don't know, probably. I think probably, so. I don't know. Yeah, go on. Tell me about Robert. Excuse me. <laughs> Honor, Honourable Stuart Robert. Mm-hmm. He's got the H-O-N. Yeah. He is the um, acting education minister. Okay. Right? And uh, basically what he said, he, he, he said, um, dud teachers could be the problem low standards in education. I thought you'd like this one. I can see, oh. I can see the vein <laughs> in your forehead. <laughs> I see your eyebrows twitching. All right, but no. all right. He, yeah, he called him. He said, "Dud teachers could be um, one of the reasons for um, bad results." Basically, so I think. What, I, do you, what do you think about that? I think I'm there. I think I said it in one of the earlier podcasts. The thing that one of the big things that grinds my gears is teacher bashing. All right, this is this is the new me. I'm yeah. I'm I'm rubbing my earlobes. I'm going woosar. I'm calming down, and and I'm going to come at it from the point of view that maybe it was a throwaway line. Okay, so maybe it's something that he. Maybe he now regrets saying that. You know how people throw up a microphone under politicians' noses and get them to say something and they say it and then the whole world attacks them. So, Mr. Robert, this is this is a fact. There are some dud teachers out there. I'll give you that. Yeah, totally. But, but thankfully, like most organisations, we, we get to weed out the duds. They don't yeah. last very long in, in a profession. Hey, I'm pretty sure there's one or two dud politicians there too that are just hanging on, sucking the guts out of the uh, the taxpayers. Just just one or two. Yeah. Anyway, you, you um, wound up. You wound up, B.R. Look, that, no, I'm calming down. I'm rubbing my earlobes. You know, look, there's, you, dud, there's you, dud teachers, there's dud politicians, there's dud earlobes. plumbers, there's dud doctors. There's dud everything. But you yeah. can't make a statement like that without backing it up with some facts and figures, which I'm sure he has plenty. Well, what, he, he, what he's basically said, he suggested, you're going to love this. What he suggested mm-hmm. was... Um, <laughs> 
they they said, all right, so dud teachers, what are you going to do about dud teachers? And he suggested culling the bottom ten percent of teachers. <laughs> Oh, oh, what a dickhead. I'm like, all right, number one, how are you going to measure that? He's not helping. Well, he's basically, he was saying like, um, he, he, he was talking about how data doesn't lie and the um, literacy and numeracy standards of teachers have dropped significantly, um, which is, I mean, if that's how you're going to measure a good teacher, you've got absolutely no fucking idea what it is to be a good teacher. See, yeah, that's point number one. Unless you're a dedicated maths teacher or a dedicated English teacher, it's not about having that knowledge on tap. It's about yeah. knowing how to get that knowledge across to your students. Knowing how to get it across and getting kids excited about learning. That's, That's right. the most yeah. important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so the other thing is that it's about the system that's failing pretty much everyone. So you can't say that the reason numeracy and literacy standards are dropping is because of the teachers. That's an absolute irresponsible, irrational it's- statement to make. Yeah, teachers yeah. have become this scapegoat. Look, the, the big problem, I think, stems from the fact that people in positions of authority, like him, he's, he said he's an acting uh, education minister, they yeah. shoot from the hip. Now, you give me some evidence to back this up and we can have a conversation. But these well, that's people what he was in saying. He was saying data doesn't lie and he, he gave us all this data. But, well, data can be interpreted in so many different ways as well. I've seen it's... data that shows your cigarettes, smoking cigarettes is good for you. You can't... Yeah. You know, you can twist that the way, any way you want. And quite often, both sides of parliament do that. Both sides of politics do that around election time. You can hear all sorts of data being thrown around from both sides. Yeah. All the well, data is right. contradicting each other. Well, do you, know, do you know what I think you're going to like? I, I, I looked him up, okay? So just to, just to check yeah. if he knows what he's talking about right when on. it comes to education. Go on. All right. So you're going you're gonna to love this. Uh, his ministerial appointments. Oh, first of all, he was oh, in the army. <laughs> He, he was in the army. I was just going to ask you, what did he do before he became a politician? He's in the army. He, he go was on. in the. He was in the army. Want him? Yeah, go on. So they, I thought you, you, you and him would like that. You, I think you guys would get on. That's yeah, right. That's, tra- that's one. That's trade, one. One tick in the plus box. Yeah. Trade trade war stories of. There you go. <laughs> we wouldn't want to talk about it. Here he was. Uh, uh, yeah. So he was an army officer, um, and then he got a he's got a master's in information technology, an MBA from Central Queensland, member for Gold Coast, and then here we go, uh, twenty thirteen to fifteen, he was minister for D- D- defence, then vet- veteran affairs, which is like oh, absolutely, yeah, I get that. You were yep. in, he knows what he's talking in about. You the army. Here we go. Um, uh, uh, assisting the Prime Minister for Centenary of Anzac. Boom. So it's like, it's all, yeah, fantastic. Yep. And that was from like 2013 to 2016. But then he starts get floating about from Human Services, yep. uh, Assistant Treasurer, National Disability Insurance Scheme. Oh, how'd that work services. out for you, mate? In the IS. How's that going for you? Then he went Minister of uh, Employment, Workforce, and now he's the Acting Minister for Education. I'm like, why? When did he get that position? What? Uh, well, well, he's acting now yeah. at the moment. But when did he take it over? Second of the twelfth, so in December. <laughs> so it's not even six months. This is the point. These people in authority, when they say something, you assume that he knows what he's talking about. The status of teachers is is dropping these days. I remember a time where teachers were, you know, on top of the pedestal. If you wanted something yeah. signed, you'd go to either a teacher, a doctor, or a copper. Yeah. Um, and but the status of teachers is is dwindling. Teachers now have become a convenient scapegoat for everything that's wrong with the education system today. Yeah, I mean, so much goes into educating a kid. Like, we, we get them for five, six hours a day, right? 
But then when yeah. they go home, they come from different socioeconomic backgrounds. There's the, the, the parents. There's there's so much that goes into raising a kid. And yeah, yeah. but I mean, teachers, uh, yeah, they're the easy ones to point the finger out, I guess. But look, if you, if you listen to all the experts, um, Australia has been slipping down the international academic scales over the years. So we're sliding yeah. down there. I don't, I don't know. I got onto Google and, and Googled it in and I had about 20 different sites and they've all got Australia ranging from the, in the top seven down to yeah. the, the top 50. So you know, I don't know which, which set of actual data you use, but from where I'm sitting, we're still, still doing okay. We're still fairly high. Yes, we're not, or no, we're not as good as we used to be, but we're still fairly high. The problem that I can see is that when we decide to do something about it, the fact that it's slipping, yeah. we get people so far removed from the situation to fix it. It's kind of like getting me to give advice on, on dandruff treatments. The people that are given advice on how to fix this system haven't yeah. been in a classroom for 20 years, if ever. And look, I'm sorry, listeners, but you'll hear me say this a lot because it's, it's a fact. The experts that we have trying to fix this aren't at the coalface. They're not the ones that are dealing with these kids. They're not the ones that are trying to get the numeracy, the literacy, the science across to these students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the ones that are sitting in an ivory tower or they're in a, an office in, in head office or something like that that are, that are coming up with all these decisions on how we fix it. And I think that's the same with most jobs. The, the problem there is also is the people in the ivory towers, as you say, puts pressure down onto the next level, which might be the, I don't know, the state level, state level directors. Then the state level directors put pressure on all the principals. Then the principals, the, see, because principals these days, oh, oh, who was I talking to? I was talking to a principal who basically said, we're not even principals anymore. We're just shit deflectors. Yeah. Good ones are shit deflectors. They're trying to stop all this pressure because otherwise the pressure just goes yeah. onto, from the principals to the teachers and then teachers put it on top of yeah. until that all that pressure sits on a bloody eight-year-old or nine-year-old in front of a fucking NAPLAN test. Yeah, And it's right. just this horrible, it's not even, there's no love of learning anymore anyway yeah fuck i'm your, um, I'm your son no, that, that, I'm that's up. all right no you, you, you've made you've made a good point there look the other thing that i can see is that all these these international standards they're all in three areas they're all in literacy numeracy and science now i don't know about you but nowhere in there is there a ranking for history for load for geography for religion for physical education and there's certainly no ranking in there for happiness or attitude or effort. God, you're getting old. Oh no, you, seriously, you would never have said that ten years ago. No, that no, I've 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 always no thought, I've always thought about I've always thought along these lines. If you're going to judge a country or a school, you, what's NAPLAN? National uh, Assessment for Literacy and Numeracy. That's what we're judging these kids on: literacy and numeracy. Yeah. and we've piled all this other stuff in there on there. And look, I'm not saying take out history because history is really important. But but the big three, when you look at um, the, the, the scales, Australia gets judged on literacy, numeracy and science. They're the big three. Yeah. So if you want to clean things up, you either do one or two things. Make those the, the, the highest priority in the school, in which case your results are going to go up. And, and to me, that's not practical because... We want kids to know about geography. We want kids to know about history. We want kids to have, you know, languages other than English. Yeah. 
But all the pressure is coming from these these scales which judge literacy, numeracy and, and science. Look, as you, you've, you've probably seen that thing a hundred times, that thing with the rocks and the pebbles and the sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. You, 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 the, when they're doing the demonstration, they put the, the sand in first and they put the pebbles in, they try and get the rocks in on top. And yeah. you can't do that. You've got to put the rocks in first and then you put the pebbles in, then you put the sand in and you can fit more in. That's how it works. Yeah. From, from where I'm sitting... If that's true, if they if those three things are so important, they're three of the big rocks. I don't believe yeah. I don't believe they are, but if we're going to be judged on these things, they're the three big rocks. So you've got to get your literacy, numeracy, and science down first. Yeah, but you say that you you say all right, we've got literacy, numeracy, and and science, and they're the three big rocks. But then you actually get into the classroom, and it's like, oh, by the way, now we're going to do this. We're adding this now. Where we've got these changes. Uh, also, five of your kids are going to be out playing clarinet during maths. So uh, look, oh, yeah, look, I, I I totally agree. But I, I'm saying that if Australia is in the top three, if, is in the top nations in the world with those three areas. There's no debate. It's all over. Done. Finished. But we're not. But I, well, I'm, I'm not saying that we put all of our eggs in one basket and smash the literacy, smash the numeracy, thrash, smash the science because those other ones we want our kids to have a, a rounded education. But what I'm yeah. saying is that those those things, if they are to be important, then they mm. are. We have to consider those as three of these big rocks. But they're not the only rocks. The other rocks again, from where I'm sitting, uh, you've got to get that information across. And there's only one way you're going to get that information across. And that's with good teachers. What makes a good teacher? Someone that is contented in their job. Someone that wants to come to work. Yeah. Someone that's valued by administration and by the community. Mm -hmm. And someone that's trusted to do the job. I am... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing that absolutely prickles me is being micromanaged. Look, either I'm a professional or I'm not. Either I'm a yeah. teacher or I'm not. If yeah. I'm not, sack me. If I am, right. fuck off out of my classroom and let me do my job. Did I, did I just swear? Yeah, I did you, swear, no, you no, swear. The, 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 you swear. The, veins, the veins going up. I know. Look, another one of the... So that's another rock. So your teaching staff have to be... Um, content, they've got to be valued and they've, they've actually got to be trusted to do the job. Another rock is a supportive and a collaborative administration from the federal level down to the school level. They seem to forget the only ones that are doing the teaching are the teachers. So mm. their role from the federal level down to the, the school level administration is to help the teachers do their job. That's it. The education minister is there to help me. The other thing is for administration, and again, this is from the federal level down, to consult teachers before they make changes. Don't just make a bloody change because you used to like history at school. Talk to the teachers. What do they think? And I'm not talking about consultants. I'm, I'm talking about people who mark the friggin' roll every morning. I'm talking yeah. about the people that are actually teaching the kids. And I'm not just talking about teachers. I'm talking about teachers and teacher aides. I don't think we value teacher aides enough. You ask them what they do in the school and they say, oh, I'm just a teacher aide. Yeah. Bullshit, yeah, that... you're just a teacher aide. Without you, this school doesn't function. Yeah, totally. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we'll get some poor, some poor teacher aide to stick their neck in the noose and come on here and so that we can talk to them. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Mr. Robert, but 
among these duds that you're talking about, we've got a bloody lot of really dedicated, brilliant, gifted teachers and teacher aides doing this. Mate, you're off my Christmas card list. I was going to send you one because we've, we've got military background each. And I thought, well, we'll, we'll stick together. We'll have a beer together. <laughs> but, mate, that's it. You've, you've kind of oh, done. Unless, unless I see a retraction or maybe I made a mistake. So uh, the, pretty much what I've just said is the role of everybody above the teachers and the teachers' aides is to support the teachers and the teachers' aides. They're the ones in the classroom doing the stuff every single day. Ask their advice. Collaborate with us. Don't tell us what to do. Ask yeah. us. I'm just saying that the, the expertise is, is quickly dwindling. It's going down. People are leaving the profession like, what do you say, that 50%? Oh, 50% of teachers leave the profession before the end of their yeah. fifth year. That's what my whole show was uh, was about basically this year. But, hey, thank you for that. That re- I was I was going to jump in a few times, but I'm like, nah, he's, he's, he's on a roll. Let the big dog go. Then you get cranky, but don't get – now you've got to let it go. Oh, but I can't I can see, see you're all wound up. Can't when I see teachers getting ragged. It's like when your own kids get ragged. You know, you, you become all defensive. Well, no, because you guys probably deserved it most of the time. But um, <laughs> well, you become very defensive because the people making these complaints have got no idea what a teacher does. Teachers need to be valued more. Teachers need to be put back up on that pedestal. Well, you've been a teacher for how many years now? Oh yeah, probably 20. yeah. 20 odd years, yeah. No, what was it? 90 when we come in, 95 or something, yeah. 94, 94. yeah. 94. So, 94, you became a teacher. Well, that's when I went into the child in the childcare, but um, yeah, see that. Oh, yeah, there's another one. I want to talk to some childcare group leaders as well and childcare directors. Um, all right, I've got a story for you before we go. Go on, quick. So, yeah, don't quick me. Come on, you just be. You've just been talking for bloody 20 minutes, chewing. I've just listened to you for 20 minutes. Come on, oh, I'll tell you this is my... And I'm like, hey, Brian, I've got a story for you. You're like, all right, hurry up. Well, is this what the podcast is? Matee's on. Matee's getting cold. Hurry up. You, 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 you grumpy old shit. <laughs> bloody hell. Just listen to your bullshit for 20 minutes. <sighs> hey, hey, here's a little story. All right, oh. hurry up. I've got to go, buddy. Write another letter to the editor or whatever you want. <laughs> Whatever you're doing these days, whatever you do when you're 70 or however old you are. Uh, all right, this is, all right. This, is, this is from one of our listeners on Instagram. This is why I've got it. Go on. Because um, you can't use Instagram. Oh, anyway. No. All right. She said, uh, one year I had a grade a 1-2 class, okay? On the first day, one of the boys came up to me and said he couldn't remember my name and how to say it. I asked if he, want me to write, if he wanted me to write it down. He said, yes, please. So I wrote it down for him and stuck it on his desk. There you go. Now you remember my name and how to say it. Without skipping a beat, he just looked up at me and said, I just started grade one. I can't read yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. So look, send in all those dumb stories. I love those dumb stories. All right. Another thing, me and dad have been talking. We want to introduce a brand new segment. And what is it, B-Roy? It's called... Oh, I don't know. What's it called? Name of the week. We're going to call it name of the week. I don't know. I couldn't remember the name of the podcast. Yeah, the segments. Name. It's called name of the week. Go yes. ahead. So this week, actually, we've got now. This was one that was sent to me um, from a teacher down here in Melbourne. Okay. Now this one is twins. All right. The twin. The twins are. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> the twins are. Named Marley. Yep. 
and Famali. Okay. Yeah, right. Now they're, they're, they're boys. They're, it's a boy and a girl. That's their names, Marley and Famali. Yeah, all right. So far, keep going. So what happened? Marley's fine, right? Yeah. What, what, but it's spelt M-A-L-E and F-E-M-A-L-E. <laughs> <laughs> what they said, they, they saw the birth certificate where it said male and female, and they just went, oh, Marley and Famali. They thought that was... Oh, they didn't think the hospital gave the name, did they? Oh, no. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Oh, no. Mali and Famali. How good's that? Oh, God. Yeah, but see, I, I said this to you. I said, look, uh, you know, is this is this r- the right thing to do? And you said, the Sun Herald puts out a list <laughs> every year of the top 50 bogan names or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the newspapers put out, yeah, top 50 bogan names. Yeah. You're like, oh, is it okay to... Right on. That's all right. Yeah, let's do it. I don't know. If you don't That's like it, right. let us know. If you yeah. do like it, let if us. If you don't know. like it, let us know. If you do like it, yeah, we're happy flexible. Days. If we get a, if we get a million things saying that we don't like it, we'll stop it. There yeah. You go. Anyway, hey, thanks for listening to our bullshit and um, Dad going on a rant. Jeez, it was good. It wasn't a rant. Yeah, it was, I suppose, wasn't it? Yeah. A little rant. It was good. I like when you when you get wound up. Oh, it's it's hard though to calm you down afterwards. No, I'm alright. I'm just rubbing my no. earlobes. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And Thank you, everyone. We'll get you next time. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.